Welcome to the Real Estate Roundtable Podcast, where we sit down with some of the most successful real estate agents, brokers, and team leaders to learn about their journeys in this industry. I'm your host, Art Batuzzi, and as a seasoned real estate agent of 29 years, I'm always fascinated by the stories of how others found success in this business. On this podcast, we'll be talking to our guests about the obstacles they overcame, the lessons they learned, and the tips and strategies they're using in today's ever-changing market. Whether you're a real estate agent, broker, team leader, investor, or just someone interested in real estate, you're in the right place. Our guests come from a variety of backgrounds, and they all have unique insights to share. We want to have fun with these interviews, but we also want to make sure that you come away with actionable tips that you can implement in your own business. New episodes will be released weekly, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for joining us on the Real Estate Roundtable Podcast. Let's get started. All right. Hello, everybody. This is Art Batuzzi with the Real Estate Roundtable Podcast. I'm joined today by a former student of mine, Pierre Mason, who's with the Dior Realty Group, or DRG. And I wanted Pierre to be a guest. Ever since I thought about putting the podcast together, I've had Pierre on my list of guests because, um, as I do with a lot of my students, I sort of watch their progress in terms of their their business. So when Pierre got into real estate, which is just three short years ago, um, he has consistently been one of those people that I have seen expand himself and his brand um, through the use of social media and through the use of working in his community and teaching others what he knows. So I wanted him to, to come on and tell us a little bit about what he does, how he does it, and how he's been able to be so successful over the last few years. So without further ado, welcome Pierre Mason to the Real Estate Roundtable Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Art. I do appreciate you. It's an honor and a privilege to be highlighted on your platform you know, especially a, a gentleman who is as seasoned as you are in real estate for a little old guy like me, you know, who's just fairly relatively just getting started. It's a privilege to be highlighted on your platform. So thank you very much. All honors due to you. <laughs> well, my pleasure, sir. I think you're using seasoned in place of old. I think that's what you're doing. <laughs> I got you, Pierre. I got you. I hear you. All right. That's okay. That's okay. So, uh, so Pierre, as I was saying, you got into the business now. You were just telling me it's three years ago, a little over three years, the beginning of 2020. So before you got your license, why don't you tell everybody sort of what you did before and what drew you to real estate? Okay. Um, well, to be quite honest with you, Art, I've wanted to get into real estate ever since I was 14 years old. Reason being, I actually grew up in the business. I grew up around the business. 
Uh, my grandfather, may God rest his soul, Alvin Mason, he was a major developer here on the south side of Chicago. Um, he did everywhere from commercial projects all the way down to, you know, single family projects, very well known. And so I kind of grew up watching him as a developer. So I got to see what it looks like to actually come in and bring value to a neighborhood and the uh, esteem and, and the pride that he was able to derive from being into being able to do that. In addition, the other thing I learned from my grandfather is he took me and my brothers to the sites with him, right? So he taught us things like demo, framing, drywalling. He gave us practical skills instead of him saying, here, here's $100 or $200 for the summer. He said, here, let me come teach you how to earn a couple hundred dollars and you can do as you will. And these skills will last with you for a lifetime. So that seed was planted throughout my very young life because my grandfather was kind of like my second father figure. Now, my natural father, um, very crazy story. I actually he was a, a licensed realtor and a general contractor. So he was actually in the business for 30 plus years. So I watched him transition and, you know, I saw a lot of how he was doing condo conversions and, you know, all of these big major product projects. In addition to he was getting the income from listing and selling them as the realtor. So, you know, he was making money hand over fist, both sides of, 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 the, of the playing field. Um, the biggest takeaway I had from him was you easily can get in this industry and make money. But if you do not have the appropriate tax and uh, legal aspects of this business, that money can actually be a detriment to you, right? So my pops had a, a big, big tax problem <laughs> after doing some of those major projects because he didn't understand, you know, how different entities worked and, you know, how you should have been running those projects through corporations as opposed to having to hit your social security number. So I learned that and, and those seeds were planted at a very, very young age. And when I graduated high school, I bought into that, you know, the old adage, go to school, get a degree, get a good job, make us proud. So I did exactly that. The entire time um, during my undergrad, I'm actually taking real estate classes. I was that guy that was up late at night buying the Carlton sheets, the Tom Hopkins, <laughs> the Dean Grzyowski, Robert Kia, like you name it. If it was some type of self-help or self-development geared to a real estate investment, I was looking for it. Graduated college in 2004, um, went away for a job in New York in 2007, and I got to shadow with um, a real estate broker. His name is Jack in Brooklyn. Uh, quality home sales, Jack and Mike. They took me in under their wing. They allowed me to shadow their managing broker, uh, Margaret Stewart at the time. And the biggest takeaway I took from Jack, you know, he was this big, nice Russian guy, super wealthy, um, super wealthy. And, you know, he said, hey, kid, listen, you know, in his old Brooklyn, New York accent, if you want to make the real money, 
in, in real estate, you gotta get into investing. He said, my portfolio is over a million dollars, not to mention what we get in sales and things from the real estate brokerage. So if you really want the real money in real estate, get into investing. So real estate slash investing has been ingrained in my being, you know, since I was a little bit. It's actually, you know, my dad did it since I was a kid. Granddad did it. So some would say it's in my blood. So I after would say what, that, yeah. <laughs> so you know, after I, I I left New York, um, I got a job offer here in Chicago uh, at an education company, a for-profit education company. Worked there for five years, climbed my way up the ladder. Big merger, they let everybody go. So in 2015 is when I actually set out on my real estate entrepreneur investor journey full time 2015 i started out most people would say um you know I, I took my my 401k money and i invested in education so a lot of people was questioning me like well why wouldn't you take that money and just invest in a project or invest in a flicks and flip i knew from experience the cost of miseducation is a lot more expensive you know, then, you know, um, so I, I invested in, in the tool between my two shoulders. I, I invested in, you know, different real estate strategies and I started out wholesaling in 2015. Um, my first deal I ever did was subject to and combined with the buy and hold strategy. And I was just getting the cash flow. That was a property in South Shore. And then from there, you know, I started building my buyers list, started working in an investor community uh, called the Chicago Business Development Group based out in Downers Grove. Um, I, I had some mentors that took me under their wing, introduced me to investors all over the nation. And five years later, my dad convinced me to get my license in 2020. And that's when I bumped into art. Big part of that was the Illinois regulation had changed with wholesaling. They said in 2020, if you want to do more than two assignments in a year, you have to be a licensed real estate broker. So being that that was my business model, my bread and butter, I was very compliant because real estate is a sport. It's a contact sport. And it's also a sport that you want to stay very compliant in. You want to stay above the board. So that's that's how I, I got into real estate. After 2020, uh, January 2020, I took your class, Art. I love real estate. Um, February, I took the test because Art's biggest thing was don't wait more than four weeks. So I was a coachable student. I did exactly what Art told me to do. No, seriously, to a T. And, and I, hats off to you as an instructor. Man, you, I, I took my test one time, passed it. Um, and then a month later, hung my license. And by the end of that month, COVID hit. And the whole world shut down. So. That's how I, I got into real estate. Well, it's, I mean, well, that's a fascinating story. And to be honest, I know you've told me some of it in the past. I don't think I knew all of it for sure, right? So let's just, let's just go back a little bit in terms of um, investing in yourself. So you mentioned a variety of people, Carlton Sheets and all those guys, you know, where they, they provide education on certain topics within real estate. You know, how to buy properties, no money down. You mentioned subject to, 
you mentioned, a lot of the other people in the market who do, you know, education on certain areas. Was there one that you 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 put in play above the others that you said, man, I'm so glad I did this? Oh, yes. Hands down, I'm still a lifetime member of this investment community. It's called Renatus, the education company that actually I started my company through. The education platform is called Renatus. I'm actually still a member there, lifetime access. I had the uh, top educational package that they offer, which it wasn't cheap. It was 20 grand, right? So a little backtrack to that story. Great, great, great question, artist. Like, you're really good at this. So (laughs) while I was working at this, you know, boiler room slash for-profit education company, I won't say the name, but, you know, you guys saw the commercials that, hey, get off the couch. You should be getting a degree. You should go to school. I work for one of those schools, right? Got it. So while I was in the midst that I moved from New York to Chicago for that job specifically, because I was at uh, in, in the retail banking side. I was a treasury management broker for one of the big major banks in New York. Big merger, acquisition, massive layoff. Went looking for a job, ended up at this for-profit school. Same thing. But in the midst of it, I was saying like my second or third year there. I was there for five years. I was sitting there at my little cubicle, twiddling my thumbs. And I said, you know what? This can't be it. This cannot be life for me. I have a lot of gifts, talents, goals. I want to get into real estate, but I'm sitting here stuck in someone else's cubicle for eight or more hours a day. And then they told me in that cubicle, this is how much you're worth. And they slapped a number on me, right? (laughs) Per hour. So that's when I just went online to Google and I typed in real estate investing. This was like 2012. I met this beautiful couple named the Wetzels, Perrin and Loretta Wetzel. Perrin is actually my accountant to this day. They actually invited me down, introduced me to this investment education platform and community. Now, mind you, I'm a full-time worker. At that time, the education company was saying, hey, it was expensive. A A big part of that was my mindset. You know, you can have a scarcity mindset or you can have a a mindset of abundance. And you can see the byproduct of my mindset because I was sitting stuck in someone else's vision, right? Working someone else's mission, at someone else's company. So needless to say, I was stuck in a scarcity mindset. So when I heard that price tag art, I was like, too expensive (laughs) for me. And I went back to my little rat hole cubicle and talking to people and telling them what they should do with their lives. Well, I'm not going after my purpose and my vision and my dreams and my goals. Right. So what happens two, three years later, massive layoff. The first person I call was Perrin and Loretta because throughout their three years, I stalked them on Facebook. Right. They told me the amount of education. I'm like, oh, too rich for my blood. Walked away. But we became friends on Facebook and I'm seeing them climbing mountains and jumping out of, they was just living their best life, right? And they're at the retirement age. And I'm like, I'm surely if they can do it, I can do it. So as soon as they let me go, the first people I called was the Wetzels, 
I came on down, I took my 401k money, I invested into their top education package, which is the equivalent of a master's or doctorate in real estate investing. It's a very robust education, but they have it broken down to, you have your general educational courses or your foundation. Okay, they call that the essentials. Then you have the accelerated investor training program, which is their mid, I would say that's like a bachelor's level where you can just pick your focus, whether it's multifamily, fix and flip, wholesale, buy and hold, short-term rent, whatever, right? They give you a path net. Or you can be like me and say, hey, I don't want to pigeonhole myself. I'm going for the gusto because this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. So I invested in their top education package. And man, I have been paid back, you know, tenfold in that investment in my in my in my future. Um, and that was back, you know, eight years ago. So I, I took the accountability for my own future. And I said, if it's going to be, it's up to me. Great, great saying. Absolutely. Um you know, it's interesting because some people in your situation would have run the other way. Oh, God, I don't have a job. I don't have a job. And and I need that security and I need to save my money. And they they kind of like you said, it they become scarce. That mindset, you know, where they just don't go and take the leap that you took. And I, I think that obviously in your situation it had a huge impact on what you do even today. Absolutely. Absolutely. To be honest with you, Art, you told it to us like it TIS in the class. You said, hey, look, this class is going to prepare you to get the license. But once you get the license, now the game starts, right? The real training starts or how to become a real estate professional, a trusted advisor. And, you know, in your class, you know, you spoke to so much different experiences in real estate, you know, high level real estate transactions. And, you know, talking to when me and you were conversing in class, I would see as we were conversing, you, you your ears would peak like, how does he know that? <laughs> like, who is this guy? Right. So. I was I was very well equipped for that class. I think a big part of my education was the foundation of why I passed in just one try as well. Because it made sense. When I said in your class, every single thing that you taught me made sense. It made sense. Yeah, because you had the foundation previously and you've been you've had some experience in the business. Absolutely. So education's a cornerstone of your career thus far. So now it's 2020. You got the license. You were doing some wholesaling. You were doing wholesaling before. And now you got the license and, you know, COVID hits. And tell us, you know, how you made your way through COVID into where you are today. So right before I got my license in 2019, like I said, my, my dad, he was a general contractor and his business, uh, New Day Rehab LLC, he got sick. He got really sick. He had a, a huge health decline. He actually had to have his leg amputated. 
So when I tell you um, the the drive and the ambition that's in me, I, I have to give homage to those that came before me who, you know, set the standards. My dad was in a nursing home in a wheelchair, unable to actually go see clients, still making money as a GC and as a realtor. Wow. He had me assisting him doing his showing. So while I'm doing all this, he was like, why don't you just go get your license? And I listened, you know, and who knew that? So I started rehabbing. He started training me step by step on his formula on how he was rehabbing multi-unit buildings. So we started our first project together, uh, 8134 South Vernon, which was a three bedroom, two bathroom, two flat, which we renovated um, for a client that he never even met. This client was all the way in Canada. <laughs> he met him through, you know, the brokerage he was at. And, you know, he was a, his um, investor. He was a private investor. He went in, fully gathered, renovated, rehab, rented it out. And um, we went on to the next project. And in um, September 11th of 2021, my dad passed away. Um, due to his health challenges. So I took, picked up the torch in, you know, 2020 during COVID. And I started out um, finishing, helping him in the rehab business. I pivoted from my wholesaling because now I was teaching my dad about whole, he was in the business for 30 years and he had never heard of wholesale. <laughs> He's like, what is this you're doing? How are you? <laughs> so um, you know, we went to go find his investors some more off-market properties, and we began to be like a Batman and Robin, the dynamic duo. I go find the property, you know, he'll bring his investor on, and we were just working together um, doing that. And I also start offering those same services to other clients, um, helping them leverage tools such as hard money loans, um, FHA 203K loans, VA renovation loans and things along those lines, and just walking them through our blueprint on how to build equity, finding distressed properties that they can add value to. So these were off-market properties? Yeah, off-market properties. Some were on market as well. Um, my first deal that I got under my belt um, as a licensee was off-market. Um, my client used hard money um, to, to renovate that. He refinanced it six months later after he had it fully rented out and he pulled out hundred K cash. So I'm like, Oh, now if I could do that for him, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, my belief system in myself took another level because one thing that the license did, and for those people who are struggling on whether they should or should not get a license and you're on the investor side, it's a tool that's going to help you take your business to the next level, period, point blank. It's an excellent tool to have in your tool belt. Yeah, I agree. I think as an investor, you get so many more um, exit strategies when you have a real estate license than you do without, especially in Illinois. Like you said, with the wholesaling, Illinois is one of the two states in the country that you have to have a license to do wholesaling. Absolutely. So for sure that end of it, but I mean, even in general, the, there are more exit strategies for somebody with a real estate license than there is for people without. 
Absolutely. So I, I actually um, started out in COVID doing that. And then I, I went to the same brokerage my dad was at for 30 years. In 2021, he passed away. And uh, I was kind of, you know, shifting and pivoting. And that's when I came over to Dior Realty Group, where I locked arms with Tawana Dennis, um, who is a real estate mogul in her own respect. Um, her and her partners took me on board and they immediately handed me over the keys to their tax deed and tax certificate um, arm of, of the brokerage. So now I'm working with all of these attorneys who buy up hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in real estate certificates after they redeem them from two years. Some of them, they you know list on the MLS. Some of them, they'll wholesale the certificate. And that opened up a whole new realm of buyers. So, you know, I've been working on both sides of the field as a, a, a realtor, uh, primarily a buyer's realtor. Um, I'm not really heavy on the listing side because I'm a buyer. I'm always looking for a deal. So being that I work so closely with other buyers, when they pass up on deals, guess what? I know the numbers. I know the specs. You know, I'm always just finding deals. So you know, when you make money for people, the best advertising is word of mouth. So yeah, I get a lot of referrals, you know, about helping people make money. We, we, as long as we create win-win situations in real estate, you're not going to have a problem finding your next client. I haven't, I have not spent $1, you know, so I hear some uh, realtors like, oh, I'm spending a thousand this month on my Zillow leads or, you know, 800. I've never spent $1 on any of those. I've always got all of my marketing via word of mouth. Well, so let's talk about that for a minute because um, I do say, and and that's great to hear that you're not spending money to get leads because that is certainly one of the biggest questions that I get from people is like, where do you get leads? You know, should I join a company that's going to give me leads? Where do you get them? How do you generate them? That kind of thing. Um, but I will say that in in watching your progress, you have certainly used social media to your advantage. So why don't you explain, you know, sort of your your methodology or your 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 mindset behind, you know, your social media uh, marketing? Going back to 2015, right when I joined Renatus, one of the classes that we took was social media marketing. Um, there are some heavy hitters that came out of Renatus that people don't even really know of, but they know of them in the Chicago landscape. Um, you know, you hear about the seller financing gurus, the Kwok brothers, Sam and Daniel Kwok. Um, you hear about the um, multi-unit maven, Miss Rashana Scott. Uh, you hear about Jovan Crawford. You hear about uh, Latoya Jackson. Who does you just a lot of people are unaware of that foundational platform that. A lot of these people have come from. I actually joined arms with them and took classes together. That's how I know. Um, but social media, uh, they 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 call it attraction marketing. All right, and all you're really doing is documenting your journey. 
and educating your audience along the way. You have to be intentional about it. Certain algorithms for certain platforms um, have certain best practices. So again, a part of investing in myself was, you know, learning how those different tools work because marketing, this, this be real. People like to say they're real tours or, you know, I'm a real estate investor. No, we're all in the marketing business. We're all marketers. Okay. And, and real estate is a byproduct of our marketing efforts. So having that on the forefront of my mind, I'm very, very intentional about sharing my journey um, throughout the entire process. And it's been fruitful. I've been getting a lot of leads, um, you know, through my DMs and inbox on my, my social media platform. Hey there, Real Estate Roundtable podcast listeners. I want to take a moment to tell you about our sponsor, I Love Real Estate School. If you're looking to get your real estate license or fulfilling your continuing education requirements, I Love Real Estate School has got you covered. As an Illinois licensed school, they offer the state-required broker pre-license course, managing broker pre-license courses, post-licensing courses, and continuing education. And the best part, you can take the courses either through their live stream with the live instructor or online home study. So no matter where you are, you can get the education you need to take your real estate career to the next level. I Love Real Estate School is committed to helping you succeed in the industry. That's why they offer comprehensive, high-quality education at an affordable price. So if you're ready to start your real estate journey or stay up to date with your continuing education, head on over to iloverealestateschool.com today to learn more. So you're in, I know for sure you're in Facebook. I know you're in Instagram. Where else are you? Okay. So great question. Um, Facebook, um, Pierre A. Mason. Okay. Um, Uh, Just so y'all know, we'll put all of Pierre's stuff in the show notes as well. So if you know, you don't have to run and copy this down. I'll be below, but go ahead, Pierre. um, Pierre A. Mason um, on Instagram. I'm at Pierre.Mason, okay? And then on that profile, you'll also see my business page where I focus on real estate education, okay? And that's King Dominion underscore real estate. On LinkedIn, I'm Pierre A. Mason. <laughs> um, I, keep, I try to keep it uniform throughout all of the platforms. And on TikTok, I'm Pierre Mason underscore R-E-I. All right, so that's Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok. TikTok. Yep. Okay, so. Oh, and on Twitter, I'm at Pierre Mason 5. Okay, you're on Twitter. All right, good. So when you look at those different platforms and you're you're documenting your journey, what's the goal uh, of you doing that? Meaning, what's your strategy? I guess not the goal. What's your strategy? For doing that. Okay. My outcome that I desire on every post is to add value. It's simple. Add value in some way, shape, form, or fashion. 
See, one thing I learned at Renatus is, you know, we have four currencies that we all have. We have time, money, knowledge, and relationships. Those are your, uh, you know, your, your currencies that you can leverage. So a lot of times, if you're more wealthy on the knowledge side than you are on the money side, you can leverage your knowledge to build relationships by sharing that knowledge, share the wealth. It, as a result, you sharing knowledge is gonna make you more wealthy in your relationship currency, which will be a byproduct of making you more wealthy in your money currency, okay? You leverage your time towards building your knowledge. You leverage your knowledge towards increasing your relationships and you leverage your relationships towards increasing your money. It's a fourfold ministry, if you will, okay? So I just approach everything like that. Like real estate is a contact sport. No yeah. one goes far alone, okay? So if you're the type of kid that wants to go in the sandbox and keep your ball in the corner, good luck. Uh, I would always say collaboration over competition any time of the day, right? Because you get to blend and mesh those currencies. So my first deal that I did was, um, like I told you, it was an off-market deal, right? So I wholesaled it, found a, a, I found a, um, got an assignment fee out of that. And, you know, it built my belief system in, hey, the value you bring towards leveraging your the, the knowledge that other realtors don't have and making other people more money is going to actually leverage their relationships and their platforms through referrals, right? Bringing in more eyes, more prospects, more leads. So, you know, by managing and being a good steward of your relationships, you're not going to have time to, you're going to need a team. If you, you're going to go put all these hundreds of thousand dollars towards, you know, Zillow or, or all these, you know, different ads, if you will, not not speaking against that, because, you know, whatever runs your machine, but just giving you the opportunity to think outside the box. That leads me to my current deal. Right. The current deal that we we're working on right now, I had a client that bought me a deal. She wanted to sell it as is one of the western suburbs that you know they, they the, as you know the villages have these uh inspection reports they do pre-sale inspection reports so she had a laundry list of things that needed to be fixed right so she wanted to sell it and get a certain price back um because it was under a trust it was a property that was left to her and only had like 40 grand left on it so we had it under contract with a guy who pulled out at the last minute because you know, he was like a kid in the candy shop when it came to finishes. He wanted to go like Gold Coast type finishes in Maywood. <laughs> so so we wasted a lot of time having it under contract and I pivoted and I said, hey, listen, how about I partner with you? We'll leverage my GC. OK, you bring the property. We'll fix it up together and we'll put it on the market and we'll split the profits three ways. Right. So what did I bring to that deal? Art zero dollars. Right. I brought knowledge and I bought a relationship. 
And once this property, we did the after repair values, again, we only owe 40 on it. We're going to put about 70 to 80 in it, right? Something in that area just sold for 430. It's a good day. It's a good day. <laughs> That's so, great. That's fantastic. Knowing, knowing creative acquisitions and, and how to create win-win situations is how you make money. Not necessarily chasing your next transaction was the point and the purpose of that story. Well, and here's the thing is a lot of brokers, given that scenario, when the deal fell apart, be just like, ah, you know what? Deal fell apart. We'll sell it to somebody else. Or or maybe at that point, the seller's like, look, I don't want to sell it anymore. Or, 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 right? Whatever. And and like you said, you used a creative way to, to accomplish a goal that's going to put more money in that lady's pocket. And it's going to put money in your pocket and your GC partner's pocket. I mean, like you said, win, 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 right? All the yeah. way around. And that's fantastic. And and so one of the things that, that I saw on your, your Facebook page that I thought was interesting is the fact that you, and you mentioned it briefly, but that you now teach people, whether it's real estate brokers or just investors on how to do this is that is that the case absolutely okay all right so, so why don't you talk to us about that going back to the need right in the marketplace um i, I told you 14 years old i i, I started full-time at 33 so that's a 19-year period between the idea and inception of the idea right and from 2015 to 2020, I made a lot of mistakes because uh, guess what? I was just massive action, constant correction. I was that guy that was like, I'm going to figure it out. And if I got to make mistakes and fumble along the way, that's how you gain experience. I wasn't afraid to make mistakes. So to be honest with you, my biggest area of opportunity or my biggest pain point was structuring of the contracts. Right. Because I was used to that one page contract as a wholesaler. Right. Anything outside of that, you know, I had an attorney walk me through how to do the subject two on my first deal. So he kind of structured that for me. But my biggest fear was anything outside of this assignment, I'm uncomfortable. So in 2020, when I got that license and now you're putting all these contracts together for everybody else, guess what happened? confidence through the roof and now we're able to you know we've mastered how to put together these creative contracts um we have the relationships with different partners whether that be attorneys or title companies that are investor friendly um so everything happens at the closing table where we can make those you know creative acquisitions happen so you know it, it was trial and error, but we are creating these classes so we can condense your level of, you know, error to making money, right? If that makes sense. So we're going to take all of our eight years experience, me, myself, I've only been at this for eight years, but my partner, uh, Tawana Dennis, she's been at this thing for a good 15 to maybe 17 years, I want to say. 
Um, so we're, again, putting our heads together. And the goal of a mastermind group is to bring a, a collective pot of ideas, strategies, and best practices to the table so we can all pull from each other's experience and, you know, decrease that learning curve, if you will, right? It's hands-on learning, action-based learning, right? So it's an eight-week program. And I told you, I paid 20K for mines. And I, you know, that scarcity mindset, it was inevitable, right? But once I got to the point where I'm like, hey, listen, I'm tired of being kicked around. I'm tired of other people telling me my value. And I made that decision. So I understood that, hey, initially there was a barrier for me, that cost. So we're offering this eight-week mastermind group for $2,500 per student. Okay, cool. A very small portion. Uh, of the cost and we offering them uh in class and online so we stream it via zoom live um and we record those zoom meetings for those you know the flexibility of, of those people who may or may not be able to make it every tuesday evening uh to those meetings so we're just trying to give back art right? we're trying to again we're trying to continuously get richer in our relationship currency right by inserting ourselves in the community and being a solution to uh, one of the biggest pain points that we see in underserved communities. And that's um, a lack of that uh, economic stability, if you will. Right. And, and so uh, how often do you run this class? Every week. Um, we just started on um, May 2nd. Uh, we just finished week two this past Tuesday on the 9th and our week three will be the 16th. And, and check this out. The topic for week three is understanding your investor ID. So we're, we're having a, a life coach, transitional coach that's actually going to be on board. Um, you're going to have myself, Ms. Tawana Dennis. We're helping the students actually narrow down who do you want to serve, right? Because you can look at it in terms of any other business model. You know, I like to break up it into three sectors. Do you want to serve Walmart, Target, or Nordstrom neighborhoods? That's what it breaks down to. Right. And so in trying to come up with their ID, meaning essentially who their avatar is, who their, who their client is, is that what the, the point of this is? It's matching your transferable skills and what you enjoy doing to a real estate um, acquisition and exit strategy that matches that. Because this, this be real, everything works, but nothing doesn't, right? Right. So you can be that guy that's, I'm going to try this, I'm going to try this, and it'll work, but you'll be like, that sucked, right? Like, for example, you know, I have some short sales under my belt and, um, you know, Tis the season for short sales because it's a lot of foreclosures that's coming on the horizon. But guess what? I'd rather partner with Tawana because she she's a short sale queen, right? I don't like that long-winded stuff. So I'll find the deal. I'll do what I like doing. I'll negotiate and then I'll hand it off to a partner. And we, you know, we share in the revenue. We do a revenue split. Because guess what? That's not my forte. I'm not a short sale sale guy. So it's just staying in your lane and passing the ball, pass the plug, right? <laughs> huh. 
Well, and so you seem like you, you, with Tawana and some of these other folks that you've built yourself a pretty good team of people that you work with. How important has that been to your success? Man, um, again, real estate is a contact sport. It is not for the teddy bears at heart, okay? You have to be built to collaborate if you want to make a big splash in this market or if you don't want to get burnt out within a year or two, right? Because you can be that guy chasing the commission, but you better believe your marriage, your family, and a lot of other things may take the back burner. So me understanding that time is just as an important um, currency as money in my relationships. I'm a married man, as you can see, right? I have a, a two-year-old. So I understand the importance of leveraging my relationships so I can own more of my time, so I can stay happily married <laughs> and stay inserted in my child's life. You know, it's work-life balance. It really boils down to what's important to you. To some people, you know, they may kill themselves so they can go make a ton of money and go buy a really nice sports car so other people can say, hey, you made it. I don't need that type of validation from, you know, I'm not a people pleaser, never have been. Uh, pray to God, I never will be. So my goals are different. And each individual, not saying there's something wrong with people who strive after that. I'm just talking about for me specifically. So I understood my currency coming into the door. I understood when I first met you, I was like, I just got wealthy by <laughs> joining this class. Right. Because I knew Art was a great guy. I just saw how uh, wonderful of an instructor, of a teacher and how you were able to make things that seemingly was so complex, seem so simple and have fun doing it. Right. Gaga. Yes. Gaga. Yes. Gaga. <laughs> Absolutely. We want to have fun. If yeah. if can't have fun. It's not worth doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Because we get to choose who we work with. That's the difference between being in the real estate game as opposed to working in corporate America. In corporate America, you were forced to work with a bunch of schmucks that you're like, this guy, come on, are you serious? Whereas you get to pick the schmucks you work with now. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but no, you get to really pick who you work with and you know, you get to spend time with people you like spending time with and build and grow with people you know, who um, have that reciprocal mindset. So I love it, man. I, I wake up in my purpose, in my true identity and walking towards my God-given ordained mission in life every morning. So that's what keeps me fueled. And that's what keeps me grounded, humble and focused because I know the mission is bigger than me. You know, it's bigger than money. It's about making an impact and leaving a legacy, right? At our funerals, people are not going to be gathered around our casket talking about, oh man, Pierre did so many condo conversions. He made X amount of sales and he moved this amount of units. He was on the Chicago board of real, no, no. So why are we killing ourselves for those type of accolades and affirmations, right? But people are going to say, hey, man, Pierre actually helped me make money. He helped me change my life. He helped me get into ownership. I have something I can leave my children now. I understand what trusts are. I, I get paid through an S-Corp. I built, you know, like, 
things that are truly going to help people get better in life, things that they're not teaching us in traditional colleges. You know, it, it has to be taught. So you can't just sit around and say, well, who's going to do it? You know, if it's going to be, it's up to me. And, and that's my approach I take to those, you know, small investor groups. Well, that's great. I mean, again, it's one of those things where, you know, what you put out there comes back, right? 10x. 10x. Exactly right. So, you know, the again, going back to some of your, your social media stuff, I see that you're not all business, too. I mean, I am. I see pictures of you and your son. I see pictures of you doing, you know, different things going on. You know, you talk about business, but um, why don't you speak to that? Why aren't you just all business? Well, again, going back to that social media marketing class, there's an 80-20 rule. 20% of your posts should just be about business. 80% should be about you. What you have to understand, for especially for those new realtors that's just getting started, um, also often we get caught up in the franchise and not the french fries, right? Meaning... Oh, I'm going to Keller. I'm going to Caldwell. I'm going to Remax. I'm going to Exit. I'm going blah, blah, blah. Right. And you look at those different entities as the value add. Oh, this one may give me leads. This one has this desk fee. This one has this split. But I really want to impress upon you that you are the brand. Mr. or Mrs. Realtor, Mr. and Mrs. Investor, you are the brand. So people do business with people they like, trust, and respect. They don't care about how many copy machines you have in your office or, you know what I mean, Who, who's your managing broker. They really don't care. So I highlight these things in my personal life as a mode of transparency. And I get a lot of feedback. I just got feedback from one of my buddies who um, we went to high school together. And this guy is an engineer, very sharp. Um, he just made a ton of money in crypto. He said, hey, Pierre, man, I'm set for the rest of my life. Um, but I want to pick your brain on financial strategies on how to leverage this gift and this opportunity to my family. I want to teach them some financial literacy. I want to give them some strategies so we can all collectively come together and maybe do something as a family. You know, that to me, that's where I get my satisfaction, you know, and the reason he said he's reaching out to me, he said, you know what, because me and my, my wife, we went to high school together. And this is a high school buddy. He said, I love what you and your wife, you and Stacy are doing. I love the fact that you guys are happily married. I love the fact that you guys are inserting and giving back to the community. And I'm like, wow, perception, right? I am happily married. I am giving back to the community. But who knew that someone was actually getting all of that, you know, that was their perception of it. You know, I, I'm just being transparent, right? Documenting the journey. But people are coming up with their conclusions of what your story consists of themselves. So the only way you can do that is be transparent. You know, show people that you're human. Show people you wake up, you put your underwear on one leg at a time, just like them. You know, it's funny that you say it that way. Uh, I had a, a former student say to me, uh, not too long ago, he said, people are watching. 
He said, you may not know that they're watching. He said, but they're watching how you present yourself as a professional, as a family man, in your case, as a dad, as a husband, as, as a person. He said, and they, you're building sort of that invisible relationship with them. So when the time comes that they want to do something in real estate, who are they going to call? You. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. You become their trusted advisor in a sense, right? Because people want to do business with people who they like, trust, and respect. Yep. Yep. And and the I, I think that too much of social media has, like earlier, let me show you the car. Let me show you the success. Let me show you this. And, and there's room for that. Right there, like you said, that's 20% of your posts. But if you can build a relationship where people say to themselves, Oh, I know this Pierre, I know him. I, I've seen his wife, I've seen his kid, I've seen, you know, how he's out in the community helping people. If they feel you, you they know you, you already have a leg up on every other real estate broker that they'll or agent that they're gonna run into, right? Absolutely. And, and- I also have to speak to the flip side of that coin as well, because everyone is not going to support you when you're being transparent, documenting your journey for case in point. um, You know, as I was sharing my journey and documenting things and being very transparent, I had a lot of people in my family that was like, oh, you post too much. Oh, why are you sharing this? Oh, why are you sharing that? And, you know, um, my mother would bring it to my attention in like a passive type of way. And I told her very directly, Hey, listen, mom, I'm not taking advice from nobody who doesn't have a brand or never built a brand before. What I'm going to do is I'm going to follow my path and I'm going to do what I need to do to help me grow my brand, to help me become the man that I'm supposed to be. And you quiet out all the noise because you got to realize everybody's not going to be happy for you. All right. Let's just be very transparent. And some people that you may think have your best interest as you begin to climb and elevate your relationship currency may look like it's shrinking in some areas when people start falling off and moving themselves. And, you know, you're not hanging out with the same people doing the same things anymore. Right. It may look like, man, people are falling off, but Please stay strong, steadfast to the vision, the mission, and the purpose, because you're really getting more wealthy, right? Sometimes less means more, right? Would you rather have $101 bills or five $100 bills? True. Right? So it may look like that bankroll is a little skinny, but the value that you're getting it's fivefold. So that's my two cents about that. Well, that's cool. And so let me ask you, if you were to, well, were to give one piece of advice to a person getting into real estate today, what would be the Pierre Mason advice? Invest in your education. Take the approach that Professionals are lifelong students because things are constantly evolving, changing, um, 
the world that we're living in. We're in the cusp of one of the biggest transformations that our country has ever seen, going from a legacy system to a digital system, all right? So the things that we have access to right now with artificial intelligence, real estate is about to begin to be, it's already being sold on the blockchain. In Illinois, people can buy real estate with Bitcoin, with digital assets. Stay abreast of what's going on, on how the market is changing. Stay researching, remain a student so you can forever um, be a professional. That's yeah. my number one piece of advice. And you know, that dovetails with what I always say in, in class, which is you got to be a lifelong learner in this business because it changes constantly. Constantly. Right? Constantly. And, and, you know, sometimes it's big changes. Sometimes it's small changes. But you've got to stay on top of what's going on. And the way that you do that is by educating yourself or getting out there for the education. And as you've said a couple of times, spending for the education that you want, right? They, so, say, the, they say the riches are in the niches. Yeah, that's for sure. That's so, for when you go on social media, right, going back to, to marketing, you have to say, well, what separates me from every other realtor that is posting if you want to buy, sell, or invest? What, 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 what differentiates me from the pack, right? Figure that out. Lean into that identity. Grow that muscle and stay committed to building it for the rest of your life until you leave this earth. Excellent, excellent advice. Um, what, let me ask you this, what one skill would you say is the most important skill that a real estate agent broker needs to have? Coachability. You have to be coachable, right? Because like I said, there's a lot of shiny things to do. There's a lot of, you know, things that can sound attractive, right? Every time you look up, there's a different guru, a different coach. There's um, a different Instagram or Facebook ad, right? So you, you, you have to understand that in order for you um, to, to become, you have to stay committed to that core that dog that thing that's in your gut that's driving you and pushing you every morning when you wake up right and it all go it all goes back to your investor id it all goes back to you leaning into you know who you are and how you want to show up in this marketplace and so the ability for somebody to be coached and to implement the take action. Yeah, take action, right? Now, when we go back to the Chicago Bulls, right? I know you are a big Bulls fan, right? Think about every team in the NBA. Every team has an identity. We had the Pistons. They were the bad boys, right? We had Aaron Jordan 
in, in the Chicago Bulls. We had Larry Bird and, you know, that dynasty. All of those dynasty championship teams all had different identities. So you have to first and foremost figure out who are we, who am I first? And if you have a team attached to you, who are we? What are our strengths? What are our weaknesses? What are our opportunities and what are our threats? Right? And be, it began to, to grow in that and work on pushing someone and having someone pull you up. Don't just be a mentor, also be a mentee, right? As you're getting poured into, pour into someone else. Yeah, I think that is one of the, the things that, that people don't realize uh, as they get into this business. They're always like, help me, help me. And, and that's great. But I also think that they, they need to take a look at the guy coming behind them that they could put the hand out and say, you know, let me help you like somebody helped me, right? And I think that you started the whole conversation with this concept, scarcity versus abundance. And I think that the people who come into this with a scarcity mindset, they're doing this. They're like, you know what? I'm just going to hang on to me. And you figure it out yourself, right? Where the people that come into it with an abundance mindset, such as yourself, is, are saying to themselves, because I have been the recipient of this, I, it, 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 is, it is on me to pass that down, pay it forward as such, right? Absolutely. It's called the law of attraction, right? Um, reaping and sowing. However you want to fashion it, there are certain rules that we live by, like gravity, right? What goes up must come down. So what you reap is what you sow. If you always have your fist closed, how can you receive a blessing, right? In order to relinquish something, you have to open up and freely give so you can get something new. A lot of us are holding on to our old sweaters from the 80s, and we're in 2023. <laughs> hey, don't you knock my old sweaters from the 80s, buddy. <laughs> Art, that was our direct <laughs> call to action for you. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Well, and again, it, it's the circle of life, right? Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I think in this business we're blessed with is the ability to be involved with people during this transaction that does affect their lives. You know, Absolutely. people getting their piece of the American dream. Absolutely. 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 And, and this be, this be honest, um, you know, Everyone wants that piece of that American pie. Everyone, as they should, right? This is the land of the free, the home of the brave, the land of opportunity. People come here from all over the world just so they can get a piece of what we have to offer. And we sit here from the land and we overlook all of the opportunity. So it's time for us to readjust our thinking and take what's ours. And here's the thing is that, you know, us being involved in this, this moment of their life, we talked about the fact that, you know, there's money to be made in this business, right? But speak to the idea of how you helping somebody get their piece of the American dream fills a different bucket, doesn't it? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. That bucket is called self-fulfillment. You better believe there's a level of selfishness um, in this business that satisfies me, right? Um, I always, like, like, since I was a kid, playing video games. If I figured out a new board, oh, I would be so excited to run to my older brothers and their friends and say, hey, this is how you get past this level, you know, since a kid. So seeing people's face with that aha moment and the, the satisfaction they get from achieving something that they didn't know they can achieve, that is very, very, very self-satisfying to me. Um, especially when you've changed the trajectory of someone's life and their children's life, right? You, you've added a piece on this monopoly board, if you will, that we all have access to in this capitalistic society, right? And I say capitalistic because it's not a negative thing. If you use the capital towards your benefit, it's a great thing, right? So um, just leveraging the relationships, leveraging your money, leveraging your time, um, le leveraging your knowledge, that all gives me some sort of self-satisfaction in every area. So I, that's why I love what I do. I wake up every morning. I don't need an alarm clock, even though I have one that'll be two on July 13th. He, <laughs> he wakes me up with a good smack to the face every morning. And I'm like, thank you, Lord. It's another day. You know, that's my, <laughs> that's my constant reminder of how blessed I am. You know, a good swift smack to the face from a two-year-old. Well, uh, Pierre, let me say, I appreciate you being here with us. Do you have any last words of advice that you would give somebody either in the business, new in the business, that type of thing that, that you'd like to, to share? My call to action would be, please invest in yourself. And when I say invest in yourself, there's a lot of layers to that onion. Invest in your mindset, invest in your health, invest in your relationships. And when I say your relationships, most importantly, the relationship that you have at home, you know, your husband, your wife, your children, your community is the second layer outside of that. Invest, 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 if you sow these seeds in the ground and you water them over time, tiny, tiny acorns grow into monumental oak trees that are deeply rooted for generations. So sow your seeds and have faith that they're going to grow. Love it. Love it. Absolutely. So I want to thank you for investing your time with, with me and the Real Estate Roundtable podcast. As I said earlier, um, Pierre's information will be down below in the show notes. So please feel free to reach out to Pierre if you have any questions. He has graciously said that he'll answer any questions from any of our listeners. So reach out to him, You know, follow him on Facebook and Insta. He's a great follow. And if you're interested in his class, I'll have the link in the show notes as well. Because as you can see, Pierre is a guy who wants to give back to this industry and to give back to the community and to help people 
you know, get themselves from here to here in this business. So, Pierre, I really, really appreciate you taking your time today and sharing with us all of your knowledge. We we are. I'm thrilled that you're here. I'm thrilled that you're you're having the career that you're having. And and I know that we'll get a chance to work together at some point here in the future. And and I want you to know that I look forward to it. Absolutely. And I share those same sentiments. And again, it's an honor and a privilege to be highlighted on your platform. Thank you for all that you do, Art, um, in the educational sector, um, helping people transition to become real estate professionals, not just real estate agents or real estate brokers. So again, thank you for pouring into me that I would be able to give back, you know, in this magnitude. So thank you very much. You're very welcome. And like I said, I look forward to what you're doing down the line, baby. We're going to have some fun. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Take care. All right. See you later, Gaga. Thanks again to our sponsor, I Love Real Estate School. Thanks for tuning in to the Real Estate Roundtable podcast. I hope you enjoyed hearing from our amazing guests and you picked up some valuable tips and insights that you can use in your own real estate business. If you liked what you heard today, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. Your support means the world to us and helps us bring you more great content in the future. And if you're an agent who's interested in coaching, I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me directly through my website, myrealestatesalesmanager.com or connect with me on social media. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you the next time in the Real Estate Roundtable Podcast.